0: Welcome to the Ghostman Radio Show station and my guest today is Kate Denning The Spiritual Realm Tea Room an author of A to Z Tea Leaf Reading by Kate Denning and just being accepted to do a talk on our mind, body and soul spirit ex in Brisbane, which is in Australia when I'm calling her at a godly hour in the morning. And I thought she was going to tell me to beat beep, beat beat beep off, but she hasn't. She's been very kind and accepted <laughs> my call. So for being kind and considerate, I've sent her a lovely. I'm going to send her a virtual cream cake and a nice hot cup of tea. Oh yum! <laughs> Probably a little bit too early for a cream cake, but oh. mind you, I've just had an ice block because it must be about thirty, 30
1: degrees here already. I was going to say you've, uh, you've got
0: you really you you've got some bad experiences over there at the moment. Oh,
1: yeah, with the bushfires and storms and flooding. <laughs> we yeah. had
0: two cyclones that it started. <laughs> and then, oh, pre- big dust storm yesterday. Oh, we- President Trump says, "Oh, there's no such thing as global warming." I think they should talk to you lot over there. Now obviously, the connection I have with tea leaves and I know it's a obscure a, a connection but my my dad's mum was reputed to have gypsy blood in her, so obviously gypsies are well known for reading tea leaves and other um things to do with spiritualism what got you into the tea leaves reading them
1: accident. It was over a cup of tea and I loved my chai latte, which I thought came in syrup or powder form. And I was on holidays and I was served a chai latte that was made on, you know, all the different like cloves and whatever leaves it's got in there. And um, I thought, well I'd have a bit of a play with it and see what I could see. And never doing it, never have done it before, and I was really quite surprised at what I saw in a teacup, And, and I saw it like that same day, you know, I could see the shape of a horse in there, I could see the shape of a man sitting on a chair, I was just absolutely blown away by how clear it was. You know, you see these things on TV and you think, you know, it's, you know, a bit of rubbish. (laughs) And you have a bit of a laugh about it. But, um, yeah, so I did it all in fun. But um, when I went for a walk a short time later, um, and I sat down to write down what I was seeing, because I'd had a couple of strokes too, so I wasn't remembering everything. And when I sat down to write these things down, here in front of me was a guy sitting there, on a chair with a guitar singing and next to him was a rocking horse one of those kids electronic horses that you put the money into yeah. so this was only about half an hour after and there was also a figure in there that looks like Elvis Presley you could see the this person standing up with the knee bent like it had, he had sideburn and it just reminded me of Elvis Presley and when we went out to dinner that night the pizza place that we went to, well, that was the music they were, they were playing. They were playing Elvis, Elvis Presley. So yeah, not knowing what it meant that was in the tea leaves, but I saw everything the same day that was in there, um, just had me absolutely fascinated. So I went and met this guy that I'd heard about that um, read tea leaves in the city and we then became friends and he was my mentor and I started working at the tea shop and, um, and I ran my very first class from his tea shop and that's how it all started and he passed away last May in a tragic accident here in, um, on one of those long green scooters that you can hire. Oh, right. Um, Anyway, the shop had been closed down and I reopened it in honour of him. I wanted to keep that going because he'd done it up like the 1940s. So, you know, I've had the most amazing journey when it's come to Trinity and, and meeting this wonderful person uh, that that helped me out with it. We became really good friends and, and now I've actually um, the caretaker
0: if you shop. That's cool. So I've got to go
1: in in the
0: morning and do some great nice things. And do you, reading. Do, do you enjoy doing the readings, Then Do you find it brings, um, good, um, relief to people sometimes?
1: I do, I do, and... You know, when someone comes in to have a reading done, you'll find a lot of the time that there's something that's going on in in their life and they're upset and they've they've lost their way. And my my plan is to, you know, when they walk out the door after they've had a reading with me, I want them to feel good about themselves again. And feel like they've got a bit of direction, Um, and and I find that you know you're able to help people in so many more ways than um, you can with a lot of different things. You know, like going to a counsellor. Some people, yes, they need to go to counsellors, but I find that I can get in deeper, quicker, and and help them um, find what their purpose is it's fascinating and i feel very lucky that i can be able you know that i'm able to do that and also doing the tea leaf reading i use it as my mediumship too so you can see the past loved ones that are coming through and, and I can show that to them, so you've got the evidence there of who it is that's coming through. And and that gives them closure too. And, and knowing that these people are around with them still, that they haven't left them, um, you know, it just brings them so much peace.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's the important. I'm just reading your blurb. For the A to Z of tea leaf reading, by kate denning which is available on amazon.co uk and other amazon sites and it says the ancient art of tea leaf reading is demystified made simple by kate the meanings of these symbols can be applied to cup readings and crystal ball work also for types of skate skiving skying including mirrors clouds fire water skying oh i got you now both the beginning of the, and the spirit the reader, we enjoy discovering how the, how-to's, and history of the most gentle form of fortune-telling. Because it's got a very long history, isn't it? People just think it's just, it just arrived, but I think it's been around for centuries right. Oh yes, and before people could, um,
1: read and write, This was, um, you know, this was a form of communication and looking at um, what the year was going to be like with the crops, you know, before before we were sort of, um, I don't know what the word is that you want to use, but dumbed down where we don't use our intuition. Everybody used to use their intuition and, and follow, follow their gut instinct and and think were, you know, much better at view you, you know, being able to do that rather than being like second guessing yourself and being practical. Um, there was just so much that used to come through the the Chinese, they would throw the rice up in there, I forget what you call that, and then look at when the rice lands and looking at the symbols with the rice. So it's all, it's universal and like with the meanings and it's used in so many different cultures.
0: Um, Yeah, it's really quite fascinating when you sort of look back at the history and the different forms of scrying that um, cultures have used over many centuries. Well, I'm going to give you an example that you gave me, and it's um, Australian Laws on Psychic Reading, an abstract from Queensland Time Archives. Fortune tellers can look back at a Bell Street as their lucky day. Fortune tellers rejoice after Bell Street drama. Fortune tellers of Queensland are free to work their magic is down to a legal challenge by Paul Tully when he dared police to arrest him in Bell Street. Sounds bizarre? In this case, the truth is stranger than fiction. When an Itchwich fortune teller was arrested and charged in early 1990s, Tully swung into action. There were some laws relating to witchcraft dating back to the 12th century. But also recently in Queensland, it was illegal. Under Vacant scaring and other offences, Act of 1931 to possessed to tell professed to tell fortunes. That was a legislation that police used to make, take action against tea-leaf-readers, palm-readers and oral-readers, Tully recalls. One of them got arrested in it which, so Tully thought that it was time to challenge this equated law, which went back to the 12th century. I like the fact that he changed it, and I didn't even know it was illegal. Yeah, there you are, innocently, you know, doing, doing a nice tea reading and someone can go, sorry, Mitch, you're wondering.
1: So, even as a customer, you could be thrown in jail for a year. Wow. A and TV reading. That that, that, that that sounds a
0: bit harsh, doesn't it? You'll be, they'll a bit harsh over there. And, um, they used, to
1: Siren that would go off um, when the police came in to raid these tea houses in
0: Brisbane. <laughs> God. you know, just just the same as that what it was with the. Um, I was going to say prohibition in the Mar- that
1: made the moon shine.
0: Yeah.
1: Illegal. Yeah, same thing like the illegal alcohol. Um, you know, the police would come in and raid you, raid the place, and throw you in
0: jail. Oh my God! They, they, they well, yeah. I, I mentioned. I'm glad he got rid of that. <laughs> oh, so am I. So, um. You know,
1: my my life. Come on. Been
0: so much better since I've been following the spiritual path too. Because I was really sick in 2010, and and I nearly died
1: and following meditation and then just going through the healing process and you know being a bit like the hermit and just going within and doing my my healing journey I would come across all these different things so I feel like I've just been guided along the way with, with all of this and life is just so much better now you know
0: now that I'm following what my my true desire is. Well, I know many people
1: would not spiritually, spiritually,
0: but it always amazes me, and I've always mentioned this a lot of times, that when something happens, we all turn to prayer, you know, like if a person's ill or someone's recently passed on, we all turn to religion at that particular moment or spirituality. What yep.
1: It's the same in every culture, isn't it? We've always got there's someone there that we pray to. And just to have that faith, um, I think, it gives you hope as well. Whatever it happens to be, it gives you hope.
0: Did you find the process of writing the book easy, like, saying, doing the research, and obviously you must have put a little bit of the um, pers- personal bit is, bits in your... When,
1: uh, I did some research in the end, but how it actually all came about is um, um, originally like in the back of the book, I've got that part on synchronicities that I'd started writing about um, because I was noticing what I was thinking about was happening um, pretty quickly, and it was it really amazed me like if I had a thought. Not long after that, I would see what it is that I was thinking. And because I'd had the stroke, I'd started to write things down so I could remember them. And then when I met Luke, who owned the tea room, and I ran my very first workshop from there, I'd started to write the notes for the classes and before I knew it, like, I'd actually already had a book on my hands. So I'd been putting these notes together for years, and I'd started these notes on the 11th of the tw- – what was it? The 10th of the 11th to 12th. Um, and years later, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, you know, I've got, a, I've got a workshop book here on my hands. I'd written it and didn't even realize I'd written a book.
0: Wow. And then I decided, decided that I would just add a, add a bit more to it. So that's
1: when the history of the tea leaf reading came into it. And, um, you know, I I talked about the tea houses that were in Brisbane and how I met Luke and he told me some fascinating stories about the old tea houses which are all now gone with only the tea room that I've got. Uh, left standing, you know, one of the one of the original ones, because uh, originally it was called the Rendezvous Tea Room, was um, established in nineteen fifty two, and there's been a lot of others in between, but they're all gone. With that one
0: being the only one left, it's a shame, isn't it? Because it's part of your culture at the end of the day, isn't it? It
1: is. You know, I spoke to the local council about it and what I was doing, like, about the book, but I'd already gone too far into the book, and they were really excited about it, and um, I could have got a grant if I hadn't have written so much of the book already. Yeah, so the the historians were really excited about what it was that I was putting together and keeping that, that history um, alive.
0: Well, I always think it's important because once you lose the culture, you can never get it back.
1: Mm. That's right.
0: So, um, did you go down the self-publishing route route, or did you uh, acquire a publisher and do it that way? So, I do know
1: someone and she writes her own magazine Actually, she's in the book, Shade de DeMonfort, and she has got her own magazine called Magic, which I have um, articles in. And she was the one that published it for me. So yes, it is self-published, but it's also through um, through her as well.
0: If that sort of makes well, sense. You well, know, yeah, a little bit so of it's help. Half and half. Yeah, no, no, nothing. Bones yeah. was getting a bit of help because it is. I I went to stand the self-publishing route because I found it easier. I mean, once you write the Mm. first book, it sort of becomes a bit easier after that. Mm. So what did
1: you write your book
0: on? My first book is a collaboration with a person called S. Rob, and we wrote a book called Cartoon Occult Martial Arts, which is about occult martial arts. I did a bit about the martial art bits, and I drew all the drawings inside of it. Oh, wow! So that sort of spurred me on to write my own books, which I have a couple on... I, I've started off in Smashwords, so i got the feel of able to do it. And now I'm, I'm, I've finally sussed out to get on Amazon, because obviously Amazon's a little bit easier and more well-known at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got it into all like your regular um, bookstores that we've got here, like on online with you know, like Dimex and um, not that we've got many bookstores here now because everyone buys offline. So, you know, it's been very unfortunate that a lot of the bookstores have actually shut down because they've gone out of business. And I used to love walking through a bookstore and just looking at all the different topics. Um, and I much prefer to to have that paperback rather than um, reading it on the internet. Well, you've you know, got, how you can download them and you've
0: got e-books. I much prefer to have a hard copy. Yeah, you've got if the you local charity shops nowadays. They've got quite a lot of books of them now. The ones where we are, we've got free charity shops, and you can go in, mostly all of them, and they've got books of, like you say, of old, old, gold, free thrillers, histories, ther, different ther, uh, therapies. I found one about ghost tales once, I bought that one. That was interesting.
1: My book out she has got a book on ghost and she's got a whole lot of different photographs that she's collected photos that she's taken herself and that's really quite fascinating what it is that you can you can catch on film
0: oh yeah. yes i know i yeah i know someone that did a lot of spiritual spirit photography i think it's called and people don't yeah. say oh it's not real we think oh no no you look at some of the pictures you think there's no way that could have been played It's not possible. Well,
1: we went down. I got a phone call one day from... Uh, it was a, quite, a, quite a strange thing. And uh, this person had rang up and said that he felt the house was haunted and he wasn't really into this type of thing. And he was... Um, he was doing up the house. I think he was, a, he was the agent and, and her also I think had ownership in this house and he'd had people in there painting and they were staying there overnight and had some really creepy things happen in there. They could hear growling and things moving around and they were being touched and the guy just packed all his stuff up and he left and he wouldn't go back to the house. And even when I went down there with Shay, um, we went to the house and he was supposed to meet us there and and let us inside. He wouldn't even come up the driveway. He was too scared and he wasn't answering my phone calls. And we walked around the house and everything was all locked up. And when we walked around the second time, a door opened up for us. And we went in and... Um, it was pretty much just the, the people of the land, the spirits of the land, just didn't want those people there. They, there was a meth lab. And um, so they were cooking their drugs there, and the guy that had been at the property, he was in jail, we found it out. And the photos that we took took in that area, in the, the shed where they were doing, they had the meth lab, Um, It was very hazy. I actually have to get some photos up online so people can have a look at it. And you can see different figures in there. And the ground was giving away, like it was a sinkhole underneath the meth lab. It was like the the land was just reclaiming that. And it was the interesting to see why he was too scared to come up there. But it was just um, like the spirits of the land. I don't know what you want to call them. They were just trying to reclaim it. So it was actually... wood. It's me. So I'm sitting under the fan. It It's so hot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, I had some really interesting things that have happened over the years too. You know, different things that I've picked up.
0: I suppose being um, spiritually aware—I I don't know. Do you? Do, do, um, I suppose when you became, no, when you uh, knew that you were spiritually aware, did it scare you the first time that you heard or felt another presence in the? Um, w- yes, I did. I was about fourteen years old, and um, you know.
1: My family were not into any of this and, you know, I was, I was ridiculed a lot growing up with it and, and I was called spooky, but when I was about 14 years old, you know, there would be the knocking and like all the poltergeist type activity and um, one night I even levitated out of bed and that just scared the life out out of me but at the same time too i was really fascinated by by what was happening and um since her too that a lot of this activity starts with um with uh, sensitive people around the puberty area age two so i don't know why um i have you know i've I need to do some more study
0: on that to It find could out be why. because the, as we become adults, we are, we've gone to school and we're indoctrinated with facts about science, history, da da da. So we're not willing to accept so much. But as a, a child, you tend to be more open to your imagination and perhaps that's tapped into. That's only a theory
1: yeah yeah but it's, but you're right though because um, you know as we're, as we're getting old as we're growing and you tell people what you've seen and you get some really strange comments and they can be upsetting because most of the people that see things are usually pretty sensitive anyway and um, you find that they go through a lot of trauma in their early life too because they are so sensitive and they take everything to heart but another thing that I've discovered too like with that happening around that age is now that I'm 55 now and I came from into the spiritual life around the age of 46 and this is when you know women are starting to go through metaphors and that seems to be another turning point too where you start to become more sensitive and picking up on things whether or not it's because your kids are at that age where they're starting to um, grow up and be off your hands and you've got more time to yourself and it's not all about um, you know going to work every day and looking after the kids and keeping the food on the table, you get to this stage where you've got a bit more time to yourself and you can relax a little bit more that maybe you're, you're picking up on more that's going on around you. But I just find it's very common, you know, around the age of 46, that people start their spiritual paths and um, and become very sensitive and, and will start... Um, or doing
0: this as a lifestyle, you know, their choice of lifestyle. I see that it's also... I see that you on, um, Facebook and you do, I think you said, do you do live readings? I'm not too sure if you did or not. Yes,
1: I do. So I was doing those last night, um, from my page, The Spiritual Realm with Kate Denning, and I do that 6.30 in the evening, um, every Friday and I also do readings from another page which is called Spiritual Events Directory so I've been doing that since November. There used to be another like radio well there's another radio show A1 uh, Psychic Radio and um, they're pretty big in America and I was approached to do a show there and I had so much fun doing it um, it was just before the book came out, and I started on there to sort of promote my book and talk about the tea leaf reading. But I hadn't quite published my book yet, so I thought I'd just wait, and you know, I needed to spend the time just finishing that up. But yeah, I love I love doing um, like talkback radio, and going and meeting other people.
0: Well, it's important that you... Obviously, as an author, and I know this as an author myself, you have to promote your book because, A, you won't get any money, and, B, no one ever heard of it. Well, that's it. Like, gone are the days
1: where, um, you know, you'd have all the bookstores and they'd have, like, uh, meet and, meet and greet the author or, you know, have a chat with the author. And, you know, that used to be a really popular thing to do. And we just don't have we just don't have that here anymore. So I've been trying to um, do that at the tea room as well. You know, bring something in like that where um, authors can come and talk about their, their journey and what their book is about, and um, and put some of it into practice as well. You know, if it's if it's some type of spiritual um, spiritual book.
0: Well, I imagine you get great pleasure out of seeing that you were helping others um, develop their skills along the way. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: When doing that, um, and I've got other people that come into the shop, um, my students, and they're now running their own little businesses. So it's just so great to be able to help people do that. And once a month at the, the um, tea room, I have um, a group come in and they can practice whatever it is that they've learned. So I teach the tea leaf reading and palmistry and tarot. And they, they come in and they can practice on each other once a month and you know, I have regular workshops
0: I like the fact that when you can talk to people who are like, you're like God knows how many thousand miles away, and we're actually talking in, you're in the past and I'm in the future because we're technically time traveling as we're speaking, technically. We are, aren't we? Yes, you see. So so it's Friday then, eh? 10 o'clock in the evening, is that right? Yeah, uh, 8 o'clock pm, coming up to 9 pm.
1: UK. Oh, okay. Yep. So it would be getting close to seven a.m. in the morning here on a Saturday in Australia, and um, we don't have daylight saving here in Queensland, so we're an hour behind Sydney, New South Wales. Okay. And yes, it's very early.
0: It's very bright. I know you said it's very hot as well. I'm still having trouble opening my eyes. And I'm outside, I'm in my gypsy wagon, and I'm laying down in my gypsy wagon talking to you. Oh, that's so cool. I like the fact you've got a gypsy wagon. um, My uncle, when he was alive, he couldn't read and write very well. But he made up um, from scratch a gypsy wagon and he got hold of some uh, China Beswick uh, shy horses and he did it that way, you know, like yeah, a model version. It was very good, it was. It's amazing, isn't it? I don't mean you don't need to be.
1: Honest to read
0: and write. You can still have talents in, uh, in other areas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've always and believed that... It, like like that. I, I've always believed that there's no such thing as being stupid. you just got to find what people are good at.
1: Yeah, and everyone's good
0: at something. And you want to work at what it is that you're good at and what it is that you enjoy. Well, you obviously enjoy your <laughs> tea reading and your, uh, your shop and making sure that everyone's ni- got a nice cake, and some biscuits, and... <laughs> do you serve so, tea? Do you my serve job, tea? socialise you... and entertain. <laughs> it's do, awesome. Do you um, do tea the traditional way? <coughs> like with um, civet, with tea leaves and all that? Okay, so... cos <coughs> I...
1: Um, organic teas and they're all different shapes and sizes and different blends and rather than put it in a teapot whereas with the teapot um, it's got the holes in there and the leaves aren't necessarily going to go through, so I've got a little teaspoon that I use which is probably about the size of a normal teaspoon and then I put the tea straight into the cup and then pour the hot water into the cup. Oh. And then let it cool. Because that way you're getting the right amount of tea for a tea leaf reading. And you don't have to go digging through the pot to get the tea leaves. And you're also getting the perfect amount for the flavor as well. And and then I just tell people to use their teeth and their tongue as a strainer. And not to choke on the tea leaves. I've got right. insurance, but I just don't know if it covers
0: choking tea <laughs> <coughs> Well, we won't go there.
1: But um, do,
0: I imagine you, when you um, do the tea, you can do they Is it compulsory that they have to have a reading, or can they say, "No, thank you, I don't want a reading today"? Oh no, they don't
1: have to have the reading. They can just come in for a cup of tea have a tea or have a party tea, you know, just come along with a group of friends and, um, you know, whether you're celebrating or just getting together with your friends or a birthday or a um, hen's party, so any any event, any reason that they, you know, just come in and have one by yourself. So, so yeah, I've got people that will just come in and have a cup of tea and, and if they're not having reading, well, then I probably would put it in the pot. But I have a tendency to forget to do that because I just think everyone wants a reading. <laughs> so I put the tea straight into the cup and then I'll have a pot of hot water there so they can um, just top it up if they want more.
0: Obviously, uh, people were hopefully listening back to the podcast. They normally do. I normally... It normally goes on YouTube so that lots of uh, people can access it there and Spotify and Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, Stitcher, Red Circle Podcasts and I'll put it in my blog so it gets shared quite a lot. So would you like to give any details of where you like people to but a, find your a book or other things you like to mention? Okay,
1: well, the book you can find on on the internet, So all you have to do is just type in The A to Z of Tea Leaf Reading by Kate Denning, and it will come up, and um, my page on Facebook is The Spiritual Realm with Kate Denning, and it's got all my information on there, and I do have another page for The Tea Room, um, but everything I still have a virtual room with Kate Denny. I probably got too many Facebook pages, um, but that's the best one to go on to find out the information for me. I do readings all around the world, and you now I travel around in my gypsy wagon promoting my book and running tea leaf reading workshops too. And I'll all I've also got a page where. Um, you can go onto that page and you can learn how to do tea leaf reading on there too. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is a cost to that, so it's $88 Australian, so I'm not sure what that would um, be equivalent to where you are, but anyone around the world can get onto that page and we've got classes on there showing you how to do the tea leaf reading. I've got pictures of different symbols there so you know people can see um, how you can do the tea leaf readings and it's really quite amazing the symbols that you you can ever see and I've never really had any problems with anyone any of the students they've always been able to see a lot in their tea leaves it's really quite it's quite thing what, what you can actually do. Oh, I, I,
0: I find this subject completely amazing. I I shall look out for your book and I shall save some funds up and I'll probably end up buying it at some stage because I like histories of things. Because I, I started in the world of cryptozoology and and I do paranormal, I do UFOs, I do aliens, I do Bigfoot, I do comedy, I do horror hosting, all for... <sighs> Cartooning, doing a podcast. Well, I'll be, go- I'll be going. I'll be going through your Facebook page now and checking you out and seeing what you do. <laughs> You're hey, well, more welcome to. Um, yeah, I, I do lots of things. So, um, well, I've, I've enjoyed our little chat, and I do apologise about ringing you it's extra early in the morning, but at least you won't be late for work. No, I won't be.
1: I'll go and have my shower and get ready now. <laughs> so, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And, you know, we eventually got there, didn't we? It was a little bit tough. Oh, you know,
0: absolutely. Right. The time difference and yeah. trying to work out the, the time zones and. Well, it's tricky to be. Not being with it in the morning
1: either because I'm just not a morning person at all. And here's me, I'm waiting for the phone call. This was it for originally, or you know, FaceTime and not and not thinking, oh, it's on Zoom and then Zoom I'm just di- waiting and just waiting and thinking, you know, both man, will contact me. Oh, I well, <laughs> get there.
0: I get there eventually. I, I just do not think straight
1: in the morning.
0: <laughs> now, I would always like to do a unique sign off before I leave the show. What would your unique sign off be? Magical blessing. I like that. No. Yeah. Magical blessings to everybody. Now, Kate. I wouldn't That's like. Your, sorry, keep going. you? It's okay. Right, we right. What I was oh. going to say to Kate is, right to Kate, I'm going to have a nice cup of tea one day in Australia. It's a long swim that way. I'll try and fly, but my arms will get very tired. I don't think I'll make it anyway. But I hope she makes a cup of tea just for me, and reads the leaves and says, Yes, he's not so bad to do. He's just that loon that rings me up at six o'clock from somewhere called Holes In Devon, which there is a Holes of in, like, in Australia as well. I think we're related too. So thank you for being on my show, and I hope you have a good night or a good day. And I would like to say, Read a book and go to Facebook and do read. Enjoy your readings today. Good night, thank you, and goodbye. Thank you so much.